G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As you know, the federal election is not far off at all. And as we like to do during a federal election campaign, draw attention to those Christian parties or those Christian candidates who will be standing in the election, whether it's in a lower house seat or an upper house seat. It so happens that in Western Australia, there is an existing Christian party called Australian Christians. Uh, Let's get back together with Marika Granvold, who is State Director for the Australian Christians in WA and is the second Senate candidate for WA too. Marika, welcome back to 2020. So good to be back, Neil. Marika, when we talk about Christian parties, some people wonder what the difference is. And of course, there is a different focus on the sorts of policies and the positions you take because there's often a biblical foundation for the ways that you look at different policies. But there's something I'd love to pick up with you, and that is that the Australian Christians in Western Australia, in fact, have a prayer strategy as part of your policy formation. Give us some insight here. (laughs) Yeah, so I know that probably seems like a bit of an oxymoron, you know, political parties and a prayer strategy, but... Um, You know, a few years ago, we really got together as a council and, you know, there was some some real crossroads for us. And and we just made a decision to say, Lord, everything we do, everything we say, we really want to lay it at his feet. And he needs to provide the strategy, provide the means, provide the, you know, open the doors that need to be opened. And so on the back of that, um, even though finances were looking a bit uh, a bit shady at that stage, we said, okay, Lord, we're going to take a, a leap of faith and we're going to um, uh, employ someone that actually looks after the prayer side of AC and honour them for that. And so we did. And so a couple of years ago, we got Cynthia Wong, who's our prayer coordinator involved, and we just really have made a deliberate decision to weekly pray for what we do, the strategies, uh, partnering with churches, praying in their suburbs, praying in their electorates. And to me, that's been the biggest game changer, I think, because, you know, political will will only get us so far, Neil. Um, And we can talk about changing legislation and we can lobby and we can do all those things. But Ultimately, um, it's a revelation of who Jesus is that's going to change people's hearts and minds. And so Cynthia and a lot of our intercessors and teams have been building relationships with pastors and churches over here with the absolute just core thing to pray for our state and to pray for our, our suburbs. Well, I know that lots of listeners will be pretty impressed to know that in a time of prayer, you can seek God. Uh, for those finer points on your policy formation too, let's talk about some of the things that make Australian Christians different to the sorts of policies we're hearing about uh, from the major (laughs) parties. I know you've had this focus on protecting Christian organisations and schools 
so that they are allowed to continue to operating according to their foundations and their ethos. That's been a part of what you've been praying for and uh, policy formation about. That's exactly right. And I mean, it doesn't mean that we're not considerate that there's a range of um, independent and religious schools. But of course, for us, we're a Christian party. And so we really want to maintain and uphold the right of Christian schools to teach according to their their foundations in the Word of God. And I mean, we've seen with City Point and a few examples recently that it doesn't seem that there's any other religion or group that has been under so much persecution or spotlight for what they for what they teach, other than you know Christian schools. So I really feel this time around making that that stand to say, look, we really need to uphold the right for Christians to be able to teach according to the Bible is incredibly important. Um, and that flows into a range of things, of course, what we're seeing with gender, etc. So that's a really big, a really important one for us this time around. And of course, there are issues uh, people expect for Christian mm. poli- politicians uh, to advocate mm. for the most vulnerable in the community, uh, for the orphans and the widows. Uh, there's the elderly, yeah. there's the homeless, there's the refugees, and there's the yeah. unborn. But there's all sorts of other issues. Uh, Let me just ask you around some of the the touchy ones from these past couple of years. People's Mm. rights and freedoms, uh, the freedom of speech, their choice, their conscience, uh, around the issues to do with uh, vaccinations and coercion. Uh, Where do you Mm. stand on all of those things? Well, of course, we early on put a statement on our website to say we are absolutely um, for people to choose what they want to do. We're anti-mandate. I think that's been very clear from the start. But, you know, when we consider the word freedom, we need to be mindful that we also need to look beyond just freedom as movement. You know, we need to champion freedom in its entirety. And for us, that is freedom of choice, speech and conscience. And of course, yes, that does dovetail into the whole mandate issue. But we're really wanting to keep people's perspective as well, focused on on the broader range of things as well to do with freedom. Marika, let's talk about uh, policies from Australian Christians uh, for First Nations, uh, brothers and sisters, Mm. and uh, substantial people, Mm. especially in the north of the state and the Kimberley. How are your uh, policies around uh, reconciliation, Mm. those sorts of things? Yeah, well, we've just, it's not on the website yet, but we've just finished um, a new First Nations policy, which I was really happy to do in consultation with quite a few um, of my brothers and sisters. And it's just been incredible to put this policy forward that actually reflects the heart of AC and the heart to see reconciliation throughout our communities. And of course, I have a strong community development background, so, you know, very passionate about how we approach social education and health outcomes in our policy. Uh, so it's kind of watched this space with that one because it's, it's I'm very, very proud and very pleased with that new policy and that'll be coming out over the next couple of weeks. What about issues around defence, uh, Australia's mm. defence force capacity, uh, cyber security, online safety, those sorts of things? Does Australian Christians Huge. have a position? Yeah, I mean, those things are massive, especially for me. I just, I find it really worrying, even around young kids and online safety, that's something that's going to become increasingly important. And so, 
you know, we're living in a changing world. We're living in changing times. And so security and online safety, especially for our young kids and young people, uh, that to me is very, very important. Actually providing sufficient funding for organisations to do that kind of equipping and training in schools with parents so that they themselves are also aware um, of how young people are targeted through a lot of these online um, schemes. And, of course, explicit material is rife amongst young kids. Um, And I was reading the other day, the average age now of of young kids that access or that that have seen uh, pornographic material as they're, you know, looking for other uh, research materials is, is eight years old. I mean, that is just incredible. So we need to do better when it comes to online safety and actually protecting, um, you know, our young kids. Uh, what about other really contentious uh, issues like climate change? Uh, is mm. there a position from Australian Christians? And I know we're mm. being very, very brief here and not got a lot of time to sure. go into detail, but what's, uh, what do Australian Christians think about the environment? Well, look, I'm a big fan of being a steward, a really good steward of our environment. And I find at times it's really easy to say that we care about something like climate change, but we're not actually involved in understanding how to recycle. We're not involved in our local community in cleaning up waterways. We, we've we never volunteered at all in our local swampland. So I've often said to young people, if you want to be a good steward of your environment, start in your own backyard and understand what you can do within your family, within your community first. Um, that to me is is the most sensible place to start. Get involved locally, doing local things first. And of course, Australian Christians applying a biblical Christian view to policy as it can change day to day. This comes back to your prayer strategy, doesn't it? Uh, The way you might be seeking God for how you can Mm. apply a biblical and Christian view to the things that are really changing from day to day. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we've often at times had people go, why are you not being more strong about this particular issue? Or why have you omitted this particular word from this platform? And, of course, every election we really do. We labour in prayer about the things that need to go out. We really do pray about the platforms that we're going to be talking about. You know, it's not just some willy-nilly populist group of statements that we put together we're really going lord what is your heart for people what do people need to hear what do people need to be encouraged to know and of course one of the things in our policies is actually getting people uh, to look beyond covid you know restoring some hope in in getting people to think ahead and plan ahead um you know so a lot of these statements aren't just things that we do for the sake of it but we really do spend time in prayer we, we ask God, what are the things that he wants us to talk about? What are the things that are near and dear to his heart? Um, and that becomes our, those become some of our core platforms. Well, unlike the majority of Australians, this federal election, in Western Australia, there is an established Christian political party. And they are standing candidates in lower house seats and also mm-hmm. in upper house seats for the Senate. And for people to connect with Australian Christians today and uh, finding out detail about candidates, 
about postal votes, about even the needs that there might be for fundraising so far as the Mm -hmm. campaign goes. Uh, Let me point people to australianchristians.org.au. That's australianchristians.org.au. Marika Grunwald is State Director for the Australian Christians in WA and is the second Senate candidate for Western Australia. Marika, thanks so much for your insights once again today on 2020. Oh, thank you so much, Neil. Fantastic being with you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.